Welcome, welcome to another episode of Things in the Dark. My name is Simeon Gregory, and I believe in the boogeyman. This episode, I'm going to review from 2018, Halloween, directed by David Gordon Green, starring uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, and then of course there's Michael Myers, which is also known as The Shape, which is a tribute to the original by Nick Castle, who played as the original Michael Myers, and there's also James Jude Courtney, who also plays as Michael Myers as well, so they both had a part in there. And I believe uh, James Jude Courtney, the newer one, is the one where you see part of his face and his head and stuff like that. So he's, uh, that's not the, the original guy, but they had they had him come in for that. And some of the supporting cast. We have Karen Strode, which is the daughter of Lori. And we have Ray, which is the husband of Karen Strode. And with Karen and Ray, they're the the parents of Allison, which is also the granddaughter of Lori. So those are some of the main family members um, in the cast, which are kind of important. And then Officer Hawkins... He's one of the, the important characters as well, although it's it's explained in the movie that he's the first officer on the scene um, when um, in the original when Doctor Loomis he opens fire and um, and shoots Michael. I think he shoots him like seven times, um, but Officer Hawkins is the first responding officer and he stops uh, Loomis from finishing the job and killing him forty years ago. So I'll explain that a little bit more, but uh, um, another main character is Dr. Sartain, which is almost kind of like the the new Dr. Loomis, kind of. And then we have Dana and Aaron, they're podcasters. And then Julian, which is a little kid, um, that's all I'll say about right now, but he's he's a really good character. He plays a small part, but he's, uh, he's so good in this. But yeah, this movie, so this movie um, takes place... 40 years after the original Halloween and it erases all of the other ones all the other Halloweens it's not even a bad thing I would say I I, I don't hate it um, and if you haven't seen it yet I think you really need to go see it while it's still in theater it's, it's actually really good um, and I'm happy that they kind of went in their own direction as far as just ignoring all the other the other sequels in in the series, I, I don't know. It's just it's needed. If you watch it, you'll you'll notice you'll notice it's just like it 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 does it does pay tribute to some of them during the movie though. Um, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so the kill count is eighteen, and this is the number I came to, not counting Michael Myers, uh, due to there's no clear evidence of his death at all. So I didn't count Michael Myers. Um, so there's there are there are 15 confirmed kills from Michael himself, which is a lot. It's a lot more than the the first movie, the original. Uh, I marked two as unknown. And one confirmed kill from Dr. Sartain. So, the two unknown I'll get into later. Um, 
but yeah so there's some interesting uh interesting uh deaths in this movie one of them is uh dr sartain where he has his head stomped by michael myers and it it resembles like a almost like a rotten pumpkin as it's getting stomped i found that to be quite interesting because obviously heads don't smash that way um but they did it on purpose i could tell it wasn't like it wasn't just a thing that they did they actually did do it on purpose and um so as we all know michael myers he loves to murder babysitters he loves to just to slay the babysitters um and this is where we meet uh julian the little kid um he's being babysat by uh, one of the characters vicky and she's waiting for her boyfriend dave so this is a, it's a reverse roll kill from the original Halloween. So the boyfriend is killed first in the original and he's pinned up against the door. Um, then, then Michael uses the, the ghost sheet to walk in and kill the babysitter, which is the, the girlfriend. But in this, in the new movie, the babysitter, uh, Vicky is killed first and, and then Michael Myers, uh, he's uh he's hiding in the closet and she's trying to close the closet and that's when uh then she opens up the the door and sees him right there and and he comes after her um and then the ghost sheet is put is put over her after she's been killed so that's kind of like a a little tribute to the original then michael um kills the boyfriend and pins him with a knife through the through the neck but that's done off screen and it's shown shown later so that's that's kind of an interesting thing um and then around that time when he's going on his rampage so this this is this is another interesting notable kill he actually spares a baby so there's a baby in the scene after killing the mother um and he pauses for a moment as if as if to think about it as if he's like as if he's thinking about making an ethical choice which is really interesting because we really haven't seen that from him. So it shows that he is not the chaotic psychopath um, as many people think. Although I have done more research on the movie and they needed... So this is what I heard. They needed extra time. They needed about 15 seconds to add in there. Um, And the baby wasn't originally part of the script and they ended up putting that in there so was it completely thought out um some people may argue like well if they did do that in a rush then is that really is that really michael yes it is you can't undo it you can't unwrite and you can't unfilm what's already out there so by doing that it is actually part of michael's character him making that choice to not kill the baby regardless of of you know you're if you're like no nah, i mean they rushed it it doesn't matter it's already part it's part of the movie it's part of the character so they they can't undo it they have to move on from that if they if which i i know they're already making another one so he does have an interesting twist to him where he does think about stuff um, because he also let um, all the other patients go during the bus crash. He didn't kill any of them. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, it's it's on its own timeline, its own universe, 40 years after the original Halloween. 
which I like. Um, there's a lot of throwbacks to other Halloween movies in the series. So although it erases the timeline, it doesn't it doesn't completely ignore some of the other Halloweens because it'll have certain certain um, scenes that that just pay tribute to it and change things up. And you'll see a common theme, the reverse role theme. He, he likes reversing things. Um, like there's a Halloween dance. Um, and uh, it's Allison and her boyfriend. They go as Bonnie and Clyde, but in reverse roles. So, yeah. So Allison uh, plays Clyde and her boyfriend plays Bonnie. So it's like reverse there. And it's a common theme throughout the movie. Um the the opening credits so there's a jack-o'-lantern that's decaying in reverse kind of like uh the return of michael myers it, it may it may they may be going for that i just i love the opening scene i got the fills from the original um and throughout the movie too i kept on getting f just the fills that's that's what you kind of need and and for those of you people that say this movie is like the Force Awakens of Halloween series. Um, kind I don't know. Kind of. But it ignores the other movies. So for people just jumping in, it's something for them to, to be able to enjoy. They can just jump in and either just watch the original and then this one. And they don't have to bother with... Uh, honestly, the other ones aren't even that good anyways. So, yeah. So... Um, in this universe, uh, Lori and Michael are not siblings, which that was another weird thing that happened um, in one of the, the sequels. Um, let's see. So he, uh, Michael actually obtains his knife in a similar way to Halloween 2 from a woman in a pink bathrobe. So in this new one too, she's also wearing a pink bathrobe. Um, then he kills another woman after spying on her using the phone in another Halloween 2 reference. So I did notice there's a lot of Halloween 2 references, um, maybe more so than any from the other ones, possibly because it's the second Halloween in the new timeline. I don't know, maybe. Um, Laurie Strode in this movie is, is, is pretty amazing. I mean, she's very realistic character, as far as somebody who's been through something traumatic and she spent 40 years of her life dealing with this the the trauma from Michael and she hasn't really she hasn't really gotten any help so she's she's just basically she's put her family through it as well her daughter her daughter was taken away from her um it, it's trickled down to the granddaughter a little bit but not really because the mother, um, Karen, has done a good job of just protecting her, almost kind of just, just protecting her, keeping her away from from Lori, her grandma, in a way because she feels like she was traumatized as a kid from what her mom put her through. But there's so much obsession. Lori has an obsession with Michael, and this is there's a role reversal here again with her hunting Michael in this one because she spent 40 years training and preparing for this. Um, there's even a scene where she falls out of the second story window and then she disappears when Michael looks down. That's, that's an awesome reversal. Um, I want to, 
I want to talk a little bit about the the how Michael escapes and the bus scene. There's different theories on there. It's never explained in the movie. Um, I've heard different theories um, where people talk about it, um, and I'll kind of I'll kind of break down my version of what I think happens because it does not. It actually does not show or say in the movie how he escapes. So my question is, did someone assist with Michael's escape on the transport bus? And the two people you can look at are Lori and Dr. Sartain. So Lori has motive as she has prayed every night that he would escape so she could kill him. She has the means to do so. She's been training for years. She's in the area. She definitely, she definitely has the ability to do so. She, there's even little things. She shows up to dinner flustered and anxious with her family at the restaurant. Um, so I believe she could just be nervous about his transport, or she could also be nervous about helping him escape. Uh, it could, it could go either way on that. Um, but that also brings up the point of why would she just let him escape and not kill him on the spot? That, that really doesn't make too much sense to me. And if she's willing to crash a bus, then she'd be willing to kill everyone on it just so just so Michael would be dead. This was so she could end it all. So, it, and Michael could have got away before she could end it, or it was someone else. Um, which this br- brings up the idea of my theory, Doctor Sartain, and how he tells Michael he will always be with him as they're getting on the bus. He's arguably just as obsessed with with Myers as Lori. He has the means to help him escape. He has access to the front of the bus. He's right there with the bus driver and the, the guard. And he has motive when he states that he's wanted to observe Michael in his natural habitat. So he has all the pieces right there. And if the doctor crashed the bus, which in my personal opinion, it seems very highly likely that he did so. I believe that he also handcuffed himself to the bus for a reason, and that's to take suspicion off of him. Um, one of I, one of the other patients could have also handcuffed him, but I think he did it himself. Um, and then he also prevents Officer Hawkins from uh, killing Michael later in the movie, which that's kind of like another it's another reversal because Hawkins prevented. Dr. Loomis from killing Michael now that now Sartain is preventing Hawkins from uh, from killing Michael and he, he stabs Officer Hawkins in the neck with some like it's a retractable pin blade type thing I I didn't get a really good look at it but it it definitely is a pin and it retracts a blade from it he just turns around and blah, blah, gets him right in the the jugs um so he's he's clearly capable of anything, and I I believe he was the one who crashed the bus. Um, the, my final theory is that Michael just happened to escape on his own by um, overpowering the guard and the driver, um, and that's also what Doctor Sartain told the authorities. Um, all those are possible. Um, I'm still leaning on my main theory of the doctor. Um, he was the only living and seemingly reliable witness to survive the crash. So he could tell any side of the story he wants. He could have, you know, he could have told the cops that 
that Michael jerked him off and then handcuffed him to the bus and ran off. Um, he could have told him anything, and it's believable because of the handcuffing. I think that's a huge, a huge part of the theory, and it makes it fit. I've also heard that they they changed some of it, and due to like test audiences, um, there was there was a rumor that that Lori was she was actually the one to crash the bus, and they they scrapped it after the audience did not like it. Um, so, but if you remove that, because it's not part of the movie, you can't, you can't add things that aren't part of the movie. Just like I talked about the baby thing. You can't undo the baby. He didn't kill the baby. He stopped. He made a decision. You can't undo that. That's part of Michael now in this new universe. That's part of him. If you take the movie how it is, Everything, all the clues lead to Dr. Sartain being the one that, that, that let Michael escape. He had to have, he had access to the, the front of the bus, so he probably grabbed um, the weapon from the, the guard. And then there was probably a struggle, and that's when the, the, the crash happened. He may not have, he probably didn't try to crash the bus on purpose. He just wanted Michael to be free. But there was a struggle. It doesn't show it in the movie. So, But that's just my theory. And I'm sticking to it. This one can go on. I could talk about this one pretty much forever. There's so many references and little bits and pieces to this movie. I I just... I can't, I can't say enough how much I like this movie. It's... It's got... It's got the feels, which... I still like that. Um, it's got a different timeline, so it can go in a different direction. It can go anything from here. The ending does not show Michael being killed. He's he ends up getting trapped. Um, Lori's been preparing, so she's got this this whole trap set him for in the basement. Um, sets it on fire. Uh, it does not show him dying, so I don't count it. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if he's dead or not. He could be, he could not be. There's another theory: the the granddaughter Allison, she's holding the knife at the end. I've heard that the breathing. If you stick around during the the ending credits, you can hear Michael breathing through his mask. I heard that's actually not him. I heard that's Allison breathing through the mask, which doesn't mean that he's dead or alive it doesn't answer that but it's a monster creating another monster possibly because michael created laurie strode as this obsessed monster laurie strode made her daughter in this in the mode of a monster as well able to do these things and then in return now the granddaughter so it's been passed all down the line to the granddaughter and she's possibly now she's going to maybe have an obsession. So they're making another one. We'll see. We'll see how that how that goes. I'm I'm actually I'm excited. I give Halloween a solid eight out of ten. It's a must watch. It's a very much needed spark to the Halloween franchise. It has its flaws, but they're forgivable. And if you hold on to anything too tightly, it will disappoint you. So go in with an open mind. Just enjoy a good, fun horror film. 
Be sure to follow me into the dark on Twitter at Simeon Gregory, S-I-M-E-O-N-G-R-E-G-O-R-Y. Also, just go and shoot over any questions you have or what you think I should review next. Just do it!